At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is the Philadelphia City Cast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. August 31st. That's right, people. It's the final day of the month of August before we get to September. Summer is not officially over, but Labor Day weekend is my benchmark for the end of summer so it's it's approaching but you know what that means it means football's approaching nfl's approaching and college football's already here with week air quotes zero uh, air quote week zero underway uh week one right around the corner uh we have west virginia football baby the backyard brawl and uh i am an alum of the prestigious west virginia university had my fair share of moments and memories at backyard brawls whether it's basketball or football uh and it's it's exciting all right anyone that's uh an alum of west virginia or Pitt, this is it man this is this is the matchup uh for all matchups here for both programs for both universities and uh west virginia is rolling out a new quarterback to transfer jt daniels Dub V's going into that matchup tomorrow night as a seven and a half point underdog. We also have Penn State, Purdue. Uh, so there's a lot to get to. Uh, and listen, West Virginia Pitt, that's a matchup. Even if you're not, um, you know, an alum of the one of those two universities, that is a an all-time rivalry 
in college athletics. So that that's a big matchup for anyone uh, that enjoys college football, that enjoys betting on college football. We're going to get into the backyard brawl, and we have a nice guest lined up for you here uh, to help us talk college football. Keenan Cummings, at Rivals Keenan on Twitter. He's the managing editor for WestVirginiaSports.com. Uh, he also writes things uh, and stuff, as he as he points out uh, and describes it on his uh, Twitter bio for Rivals. Uh, so this guy is plugged in. Keenan is plugged in. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for a while, uh, and he'll provide some excellent insight uh, for us here on this episode to uh, help us make an informed bet on this backyard brawl. We'll also look at the Big 12 in general. We'll look at the betting odds for the Big 12 Conference winner at Bet Rivers. We'll get Keenan's thoughts on the conference as well as uh, the backyard brawl matchup uh, and a season outlook from Keenan for the West Virginia Mountaineers. So that's coming up later in this episode. We'll bring Keenan into the conversation. But first, I want to start things off with the Phillies. Yeah, I like starting things off a uh, little depressing. Right? I mean, Aaron Nola, is Nola September arriving early this year? My goodness, I I don't know what to think now. I, I'm such the I'm 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 the definition of the kiss of death here. Because over the weekend and uh, you know Monday, I, I'm banging my chest here. I'm waving my arms, all fired up, all optimistic about this Phillies ball club. They reeled me in, and now I don't know what to do. Should I hop off the bandwagon? Should I remain on it? Should I overreact? Should I underreact? Uh, two two ugly losses out in Arizona. Phillies have guaranteed themselves a series loss. They'll try and salvage the series just by getting a win and avoiding a sweep later on Wednesday night here. So we will preview that matchup. But let's just recap a little bit of the game on Tuesday. And it's Aaron Nola. That's the story for me. Right? Nola was... looking to help get this team a win here and, and you know, give them an opportunity to get the series victory on Wednesday night. Rob Thompson uh, talked about Nola a little bit before the game. He said, I'm confident. Uh, I'm confident in Nola tonight. We've given him the time off. We gave him time off at the all-star break. We have a lot of days off in September. He can work on five days rest. So I'm really confident in what he's going to be able to do for us. Then just a few hours later, Nola was absolutely scorched. Five runs in the second inning, eight runs overall. Phillies were on their way at that point to a 12-3 beatdown uh, by the hands of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not good. Absolutely not good. Phillies second straight to start off this six-game road trip. Uh, eventually going to head out to San Francisco for a three-game series. Phillies, we all know, blew that 7-0 lead uh, and lost on the series opener on Monday night, 13-7. Rob Thompson, after that game, talked about how important it will be for them to just, quote, flush it and move on and bounce back and get a win. Well, they're going to have to double flush here because it's just another ugly loss out in Arizona for their second straight. Um, it, it's not good. It's not good right now. You have to be a little bit frustrated and disappointed. Um, Phillies now are 72-58 and 58 on the season, 32 games left. They still control that second wild card spot, but they've lost three games in a row. And that lead over San Diego just two days ago, 48 hours ago, I was talking about how the Phillies have a nice little cushion two-and-a-half game lead over the San Diego Padres. 
it wasn't much of a cushion. Now it's just a half game lead. Phil's lead over Milwaukee for the third and final wild card spot. Um, it's uh, at three games. They're at a half game lead for that second wild card spot. They do hold tiebreakers, thankfully, season tiebreakers over the San Diego Padres and the Milwaukee Brewers. Nola heading into the start last night on Tuesday was coming off one of his best starts, not just of the season, but of his entire career. 11 strikeouts, no walk shutout uh, for the to the Cincinnati Reds, excuse me, on Thursday night. And now he just comes comes out on Tuesday and just lays an egg. The definition of laying an egg, not good. Absolutely not good. Nola looked good in the first inning, one, two, three inning. Then he goes in, out into the second inning, and that's where he uh, found himself some trouble. <laughs> Gave up three straight hits and two runs, and then the D-backs uh, executed a little squeeze for another run. The rest is history. Uh, they just jumped on Nola, jumped down his throat, pounced, uh, and the rest is history. Gallon, on the other hand, we talked about the pitching matchup. I thought it was going to be an excellent pitching matchup. Wasn't the case. Gallon was brilliant. He held up his end of the bargain. Uh, seven shutout innings. He allowed only two hits, walked one, struck out seven. You look at Gallon over his last five starts, he's not given up a run now in 34 and a third straight innings, and he's held his opponents over that span to 13 combined hits. Nola only got to the fourth inning. He was tagged up for 10 hits. Uh, we gave you those ugly stats already. Unbelievable. Nola in the month of September in his career, 9-14, a 4.60 ERA in 33 starts. This is what we feared. So Nola's next start, the magnifying glass will be over him, uh, and he needs to bounce back uh, before this thing snowballs and it gets ugly again for one Aaron Nola. Um, you look at the matchup on Wednesday night. Bailey Falters getting the ball for the Phillies. Tommy Henry is expected to get the start for the Arizona Diamondbacks as they look to pull off the sweep of our Philadelphia Phillies. Let's look at the betting odds here at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The Phillies are favored yet again, minus 132 on the money line. Arizona plus 116. Look at the run line. The Phillies laying the one and a half, priced at plus 120. Arizona getting the one and a half. Priced at minus 143. The total for this game set at 9.5 with the overpriced at even money, plus 100. Under 9.5 priced at minus 118. Falter versus Henry. The Phillies need to figure out a way to stop this bleeding here. Three straight losses, two straight to open up this series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is getting a little bit nerve-wracking. It's not a huge deal, but it can quickly become one. All right, Philadelphia City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, at Wise Rye on Twitter, W I S E R Y E. We'll get into our best bets and final thoughts and preview on the Phillies and Diamondbacks for this Wednesday night matchup, third and final game of the series. We still have to bring Keenan into the conversation to help us talk some college football as well as the backyard brawl. Uh, and we have to get into some birds, baby. Howie Roseman has been busy uh, both today on Wednesday morning, on Tuesday and Tuesday night. Uh, so we'll get into some Eagles conversations and betting odds uh, as well here. So plenty more still ahead. I'm looking forward to talk to Keenan. Uh, so let's uh, continue the conversation as we will preview and give out our best bets for this Phillies D-backs Wednesday night game before we switch over to the birds. 
All right, so let's get into the backyard brawl now, and we'll do a little uh, West Virginia football preview and uh, maybe some of the other biggest storylines uh, coming up for this college football season, of course, uh, tie it all together with West Virginia football uh, and helping me do that. All right, enough of me ranting and raving. I'm sure you guys are sick of me and my voice here. Uh, we'll bring in Keenan Cummings, WVSports.com. You can give him a follow uh, on Twitter at Rivals Keenan. Right, he is the managing editor for WVSports.com. Uh, we'll bring him into the conversation now to uh, help us preview this matchup, talk some West Virginia football, maybe some Big 12 football, uh, and whatever else we stumble upon. Keenan, thank you so much, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Appreciate you having me on here. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you for making time for me. We're, uh, you know, we're on the eve of the backyard brawl, which is always uh, a, a great feeling, right, for West Virginia fans. I mean, I guess I can say for Pitt fans, but screw them. Um, we'll, we'll get your thoughts here. Before we dive into the matchup, let, let me just get your thoughts and insight uh, on on the upcoming season, uh, and are are you hopeful? Are you optimistic? What are some positives? What are some maybe negatives, and and anything in between? Well, I think it's kind of a mixed bag right now. I mean, anyone that sits here and tells you they know exactly what's going to happen for this West Virginia football team <laughs> is either a delusional or b just trying to look for an angle because there's a lot of questions that need answered. I do feel. I will say me, on boots on the ground, covering the team, I feel more optimistic than, let's just say, the national media does mm-hmm. in terms of how this team could play out. I know five, five and a half is kind of the Vegas over-under on this team. I think they hit that comfortably. I mean, they won – you know, they had six wins last year, and you you upgrade a quarterback. Uh, your defense is faster, more athletic. I, I think there's some positives here, but there's some questions too. You know, what's going to play out on the right side of the offensive line? Uh, you know, who's going to fill in at some certain key spots they've lost? Are they going to be able to, you know, stretch defenses, you know, hit that deep ball that they I'll be interested to see how it all unfolds, but I think there's some quiet optimism, you know, around Morgantown this time of the year. I do think there's, uh, at least from within the program, there's a lot more confidence, I would say, quiet confidence, uh, not, not quite bravado, but quite confidence about the roster they've been able to assemble. Let's talk about uh, Neil Brown uh, entering his fourth season. Uh, are, are you optimistic as it relates to uh, the, the, the head ball coach in Morgantown? I think this is a big year for Neil. I think he knows it. You know, fans know it. I, I don't think you're going to talk to anybody that Brown succeeds. You know, he's a very likable guy. He's a coach that a lot of people get behind. I think it was the first coach West Virginia's hired, you know, really since Rich Rodriguez that united the fan base in a way. Uh, I know that's, you know, blasphemy now to say Rich's name, but at the time, I mean, everybody remembers that era. If you you were here, if you were alive, the fan base was united. It's been pretty much fractured since then until they hired Neil. But, you know, you can say trust the climb a thousand times, but at some point you need results. And I think West Virginia fans have a sour taste in their mouth over what happened last year. You know, they had some games that could have went either way, but more often than not went the wrong way. And that leads to some angst among the fan base. Uh, You look at what he did this offseason, I think he took every step that West Virginia fans wanted to see. Uh, He he went out, he hired an offensive coordinator to take over the play calling. He got a big-time transfer quarterback. You know, they filled holes with transfers. 
he did the things that, you know, I, I, I'm part of a message board on rivals. Those are some of the biggest things that I hear fans complain about last year. He did all three of those things, checked those off and some other things. So I think that you look at it from a whole, the fans are cautiously optimistic about what Neil Brown's going to do, but it's put up or shut up time in a sense. I don't think, you know, he wins six games. They're going to try to run him out of town, but you know, they win five or six games this year. I think you to hear the grumbles get a little bit louder. You mentioned the, the big-time quarterback, JT Daniels. Uh, sort of a, a broad question here, and, and I know you don't have a crystal ball for us, but um, you know, what do you think his impact can be? What, what have you seen from him? Uh, have you gotten to know him as, as the, the person, uh, the football player, the athlete? Uh, what are your thoughts about JT? They have not given us any chances to interview him. There was one during the summer but I was covering a recruiting camp. So I've not had, we've not had a chance to actually talk to him in a set down interview type deal yet. But what I do know about the player is he, he's got a big time arm. He's got good arm talent. He's a smart, experienced guy. You know, I know that West Virginia held a quote unquote, you know, quarterback competition this fall, but that thing was wrapped up pretty early. It was pretty obvious that what West Virginia was trying to accomplish when you go out and get a quarterback of his caliber when they got him. You know, you let the young guys battle it out, and, and you, you went out and got a guy with experience. The thing that I've heard the most, you know, when talking to people around the program and, and other spots about J.T. Daniels is not only his intelligence, his understanding, his demeanor, all of it fits the bill of what you want out of a quarterback. You know, not to throw – go back, you know, throw stones. But, you know, I think if you, you remember Jared Daigie last year, that was some of the knocks on him. He got happy feet in the pocket, you know, tried, tried to hold on to the ball too much. He knows where to put the ball and how, and he has the arm talent to put the ball there. Now, how that translates, especially against a good pit defense, we'll see. But there is optimism that West Virginia has definitely upgraded at the quarterback spot with Daniels. You mentioned the, the number of wins and uh, at Bet River Sportsbook, uh, West Virginia football, the win totals at six with the over six. Uh, priced at, at plus 120. We'll also throw out their, their Big 12 Conference winner odds, 18-1. Uh, to 1. Oklahoma is the betting favorite at 2-1, at to 1, followed by Texas at plus 250, Baylor at 5-1. to 1. Uh, and, and we just tie that into this conversation uh, because I, I just want your thoughts on the, on the West Virginia football schedule right now. We obviously know about the backyard brawl to start us off here on Thursday night. We'll get to that game in a second. Uh, but just looking at this schedule and, and tying in uh, the Big 12 Conference and, and uh, you know, the games following this big-time matchup tomorrow night. Uh, how do you see this playing out? I think it's an interesting schedule. You know, West Virginia is one of two teams, uh, one of two Power 5 teams, that is, that plays 11 Power 5 conference – or 11 Power 5 opponents. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. You know, it's not going to be easy. I know one of those is Kansas, but you can make the argument that Kansas is improving under Leopold. So I think that – West Virginia's got the deck stacked against them in a sense, but they get some games at home that they can win. There's some winnable games on the road. I personally think that this team, this team can win seven, eight games at worst. I mean, obviously there's always bad situations where they could find themselves on the short end of some close games like they did last year. But I think this is at least a seven-win ball team. And I think you feel good about that if you're West Virginia considering the schedule. Now, if you're a fan out there, I think some of it matters who you beat. I think mm -hmm. West Virginia could probably beat Pitt and Virginia Tech, and some fans would be happy if 
there's the only two games they won all year. But <laughs> I, I do think that this team it does definitely has a chance for more success than than people are projecting. Would it shock me if West Virginia ended up six and six, you know, six and seven? No, I wouldn't be shocked. There's a lot of questions that need answered. But I do expect that that this team's going to be better than a lot of people are giving it credit for. I mean, when you look on paper, you know, a lot of national national media, you know, conference media, they look at what West Virginia lost. And, yes, they did lose some guys in the portal. They might have replaced many of those guys with guys that are better and guys that have experience. Yes, they're new at West Virginia, but they're not new players. They played three, four years of college football at different spots, multiple-year starters, and I think it has it has a chance to really surprise compared to where they're where they're slotted in the league. You look at Baylor last year; they were picked eighth. I'm not saying West Virginia turn around and win the conference, but mm-hmm. there's a precedent here that you know sometimes in this transfer portal era, teams can be surprised. All right, so looking at the the Big Twelve now, and we'll wrap up the conversation with our our, our preview and and your final thoughts on West Virginia Pitt uh, Thursday night, but. Uh, how do you see the Big 12 shaping up, right? If we want to step away from West Virginia, obviously we'll tie them into this question, but uh, who do you see uh, taking home the big conference uh, championship? Uh, who's going to be on top when it's all said and done? I feel like most years Oklahoma is just the default favorite, <laughs> and I know I know they're the betting favorite, but I'm not sure. I'm not as sold on them as I typically am. Uh, Oklahoma State has questions. Baylor has questions. I'm not sure I have a favorite this year. I think that the problem with this league, I mean, it's not a problem, but uh, typically the hardest part for a team like West Virginia competing in this league is it's usually very, it's, there's not necessarily great, great teams at the top, but typically most of the teams in the league are good and most of the teams can beat each other. Yes. There's a few exceptions. You know, Kansas probably isn't going to Oklahoma and winning, but a lot of parity in this league, and I don't, I don't think this year is going to be any different. It wouldn't surprise me if anywhere from four to five teams have a legit chance to win this. All right, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, we got West Virginia and Pitt. Uh, seven and a half is the betting, uh, the betting number against the spread here. West Virginia, the seven and a half point underdog. Uh, you look at the money line odds, if you – uh, like West Virginia to co- get, go in there and win outright. They're plus 240 to win the game. Uh, Pitt minus 305. You look at the total, 52.5 points is the number here at Bet Rivers. Uh, Keenan, let's get, let's get your insight on this matchup. Can West Virginia, uh, part one, cover the 7.5? Part two, can they win this game outright? Uh, and, and what's the style of this matchup going to look like? The style is going to be interesting. Uh, I addressed that one first because really we have an idea what West Virginia is going to look like. We have an idea what Pitt's going to look like. But first games are, are always wild cards. You know, teams co- sometimes come out, throw some different things. I do think that this Pitt team is going to try to run the football a lot more than the one you saw last year. Uh, you know, Whipple's not there anymore. It's going to be interesting to see how they – if they try to shorten the game a little bit, play play ball control – how West Virginia is able to uh, able to win in certain situations. I think that, you know, what Pitt does, you know, they want to stop the run, get people in long situations. That leads to a lot of man coverage in the back end. West Virginia's got tall, skilled receivers. And one of the things they've said about JT Daniels all fall camp is his delivery on the deep ball. That'll be an interesting aspect if West Virginia is able to create separation and win on some of those battles down the field to how this game plays out to me. Can they? 
Can West Virginia win this game? Absolutely. I think they cover. I think they definitely cover. I think this is going to be a close game. You know, you, you look at these preseason rankings every year, and this is no disrespect to Pitt or any other team ranked in the top five. But how many times are their teams slotted off what they did last year, even with massive changes that have occurred, and you end up at the end of the year that team seven to five or eight to four, and you're like, oh, I, I didn't. Maybe that team wasn't the number ten ranking. So. I don't think preseason rankings mean anything in game one. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this plays out because I think that you talk to people on the Pittsburgh side of things, they're very confident. You talk to people on the West Virginia side of things, they're kind of quietly confident and it should be fun. You know, this is what, this game is what college football is about. You know, a game with two traditional rivals, you just don't see it as much as you'd like to anymore with the, the specter of realignment hanging over everything. So, Regardless of what happens, I think it's going to be a blast. The atmosphere should be incredible. Yeah, it, listen, it always is. As you mentioned, West Virginia Pitt, just uh, one of, if not the best atmospheres, period, whenever these two programs uh, get the opportunity now uh, to, to go head-to-head. And uh, it's certainly going to be a lot of fun for both fan bases and hopefully for uh, college football fans uh, around the nation, Big 12 fans watching uh, Dub V, seeing what they can do against Pitt. So uh, buckle up. Uh, it's going to be a good one to kick off uh, the West Virginia football season, and we'll see how the Big 12 shapes up. Hopefully, JT Daniels can help lead the boys uh, to, to a nice season and help them get over that that six-win mark here at Bet Rivers. Keenan, I know you're busy, man. We're uh, just a day out here from the backyard brawl. I appreciate you making some time for us and uh, have, have some fun this year covering the team. Oh, absolutely, man. I think this is a big one, obviously, for a lot of reasons. You know, we've talked earlier about Neil Brown and you know, the trajectory. I think you win this one, you change a lot of people's opinions that's on the fence. It's going to be interesting. Keenan, thank you so much, my friend. We'll uh, we'll have to do it again in the future. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. All righty. Hopefully that answered all your questions. Yeah, that was perfect, man. Just get another voice. You're obviously uh, as good as it gets from the West Virginia perspective. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no problem, man. I'll talk to you here soon. You ever need me, hit me up. I will. I appreciate that, man. Have a good one. All right, Phillies D-backs Wednesday night. Can the Phillies get a win to avoid getting swept out in Arizona? Arizona's been scorching hot, right? I mean, listen, we we can talk about the Phillies and how they've faltered, no pun intended, with Bailey Falter getting the start. Uh, But you also have to give some credit to Arizona. All right, baseball is a weird game, and um, it's a tough game, and sometimes – one team, one lineup just catches fire, and there's not a whole lot you can do. I'm not saying it's been that simple, but that's certainly part of this story here. Uh, as the Phillies have lost two straight to Arizona, they've also given up 25 runs to Arizona in the last two games. The D-backs, uh, they're 34-32 and 32 at home this season. They're starting Tommy Henry, who's pitched well as of late. Uh, he's only allowed one run in both of his last two starts and each of his starts he's given up one run um so he's he's coming into this matchup pitching well you look at henry on the season he has a three and two record with a 3.25 era getting his sixth start of the year he has a 1.27 whip he's only gotten into the seventh inning one time in those five starts uh but coming into the game uh with a couple of good starts on his under his belt most recently bailey falter Getting the start for the Phils, the lefty is 2-3 and three on the year with a 4.41 ERA, his 10th start of the season. He has a 1.24 whip. Phillies have won his last three starts, all of which were quality 
solid outings from Falter. Uh, you look at Falter's, some of his betting odds here at Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, four and a half is the total for strikeouts for Falter uh, this evening with the over four and a half priced at 118, the under priced at minus 159. Uh, maybe I'm a fool because on Tuesday I gave out o- over six and a half for Aaron Nola. Um, was getting over that number 10 out of his last 12 starts going into Tuesday. Did not happen. I also liked the under three and a half, the first five innings on Tuesday. That certainly did not happen as Nola got absolutely scorched in that second inning. But I'm going back to the uh, strikeout play here with Bailey Falter. I like the number at plus 118 for over four and a half. Uh, five of Falter's last six starts, he's gone over four and a half strikeouts. Uh, you look at his last two starts on August 26th and August 20th. Uh, he had six strikeouts, and then on the 20th, he only had three. But then you look at his four starts in July. All four of those starts, Bailey Falter got over four and a half total strikeouts with eight, five, six, and five. Uh, so I'm going over four and a half. I also like Bailey Falter to get into the sixth inning. And what I mean by that, at Bet Rivers, you can bet the over or the under for total outs recorded by the starting pitcher. It's at 15 and a half outs for Bailey Falter. So uh, can he get into that sixth inning, uh, three outs per inning? So five innings will get you 15 outs. And then if you can get one out into the sixth inning, you get that over. The over's priced at plus 108. You look at Falter in his recent starts here. He's gotten into the sixth inning in three straight starts. Not into, he's completed six innings. Six innings pitched on August 26th, six on the 20th, six on July 29th. Uh, so hopefully that trend continues. I'm betting on it. I'm betting over 15 and a half outs. I'm betting over four and a half strikeouts for Bailey Falter uh, based off of what he's done here uh, over the past you know, three, four weeks. Hoping that trend continues, but Arizona is scorching hot, so it does scare me a little bit, but uh, I'm going to ride with it here. You look at the total for this matchup, I mentioned at nine and a half with the overpriced at even money. This D backs offense is red hot. I mean, 25 runs in two games says it all. Six of their last nine games, they've scored 10 or more runs. And then you look at the Phillies, six of their last 10 games have gone uh, 10 runs or more. So I mean, we can just look at the past two games alone and say the over is probably the best play here. Uh, and and I would certainly agree. I say take the over. You're getting it at a decent price at even money. As far as picking a side, I am not betting on the Phillies to get a win. I'm not going to bet against them. But um, once again, I, I just like the other options that I just threw out there with Bailey Falter. Uh, I, I like the over on the total for the game. And that's what I'm rocking with from... Uh, my wagers for this Wednesday night matchup. Um, I, I guess we could say we could lean with the run line at plus 120 for the Phils, uh, but you can see I'm not f- full of confidence uh, with that prediction. So uh, hopefully Bailey Falter can have a strong outing. I'm betting on that, and hopefully the Phillies uh, can bounce back and avoid the sweep. I'm not betting on that. All right. Philadelphia City Cast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host. Ryan Rothstein at Wise Rye on Twitter. Uh, we still have to talk some backyard brawl, baby. Let's go. West Virginia Pitt um, on Thursday night. 
so we still have to bring in Keenan Cummings, uh, who is the managing editor editor down in Morgantown for WVSports.com. Excited to talk to Keenan. Uh, so a lot more here we still have to get into transitioning away from baseball and the Phils and the D-backs. All right, so before we talk some college football with Keenan, uh, let's just quick update on, on NFL and birds. We're not going to spend too much time on them on this episode. Uh, yesterday, we pointed out the Eagles have moved into first. No, not in the standings. Maybe in our hearts. But they are the betting favorite now for the first time at Bet Rivers Sportsbook uh, to win the division. Eagles are plus 145. Uh, at Bet Rivers to win the NFC East, the Cowboys now at plus one fifty. How about that? Washington at five to one. The Giants at plus seven fifty. Uh, the deadline for submitting your final fifty-three man roster was Tuesday at four p.m. So the Eagles roster is pretty much locked up. The Eagles also added a third quarterback, Ian Book, former Notre Dame starting quarterback. Eagles have brought him in uh, to round up the quarterback depth chart. We'll see what happens there moving forward, if he's on the team for the entire season or not. We also talked about Gardner Johnson coming over to Philadelphia from the Saints. Great addition. Uh, another excellent acquisition from Howie Roseman and the Eagles front office. Uh, so it's an exciting time right now, uh, at least looking at the paper version of this Philadelphia Eagles team. As we get closer to week one, September 11th in Detroit against Dan Campbell's Lions. Uh, if you look at those odds for week one, nothing has nothing's changed. Eagles are still the four-point road favorite. Eagles minus four. Detroit getting the four at home. Money line, Eagles minus 200. Detroit plus 163. The total for that week one matchup set at 48 and a half. Uh, so we will dissect that in full next week after Labor Day on Monday. Uh, we'll spend basically all week next week talking NFL and Eagles uh, and everything surrounding the National Football League. But let's uh, let's go down to Division One, shall we? Uh, and we have some good matchups on Thursday. Uh, we'll get more into the Penn State Purdue matchup on uh, the next episode. But on this episode, I was able to um, lock down a great guest for us to talk some college football, and and he's going to help us with his insight on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Eat, bleep, pit. All right, Keenan Cummings at Rivals Keenan, managing editor for dubvsports.com, also writes for Rivals. Uh, you can follow him at Rivals Keenan, as I mentioned. Uh, so Keenan's going to join us here in a second to talk the backyard brawl and uh, help us come to a decision on a best bet for this Thursday night 7 p.m. matchup between West Virginia and the Pittsburgh Poopers. Yep, I called them Poopers. All right, so uh, Keenan will bring him in next to talk some college football. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I certainly will. All right, great stuff there from Keenan. Thanks again uh, to him for making a few minutes, uh, carving some time out of his busy schedule as he has a lot going on, I'm sure, as, as he's getting ready to cover West Virginia and Pitt kick off both of their seasons on Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, I'm I'm certainly rocking with Dub V plus seven and a half for that matchup. I also like the over six for the win total for the West Virginia Mountaineers at a good price at plus 120. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that matchup 
uh, on tomorrow's episode, just sort of put a bow on what we did today on the next episode. We'll also dive into Penn State Purdue. Uh, we'll also recap the Phillies and the D-backs on Wednesday night's matchup. We'll do that on tomorrow's show. Uh, and then we'll also look ahead for the Phillies for the rest of the week into the holiday weekend. Uh, and we'll also, as always, keep you updated with all things surrounded, surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL. So make sure you're subscribed. We're available on all of the podcast platforms. You can follow me at WiseRye on Twitter for links to each and every episode and links to all of the podcast platforms. The Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook is available to you on. Have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to another edition of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Peace. Kick off college football with Bet River's online sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers every Saturday this college football season for a 20% parlay profit boost of at least three legs. With new promotions and props every day, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook. Simply download the Bet Rivers app or head on over to betrivers.com. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh, must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.